We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I th- you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help. You can get a roadmap. You can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. <laughs> Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Value Add Show with K&K. Today, we have another Crystal in here with us, Crystal Lowry. She with is, a C. Yep. She is a personal trainer, and actually, Kenny and I, Kenny still works out with her. I'm going to get back there at some point. I'm just now getting back after having a baby, but um, so we've been, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, Harlow's too cute. I have to like cuddle with her, and it's really hard to get away right now, <laughs> but um, anyways, Crystal is awesome. She is not just a trainer. She's about fitness and nutrition and a healthy lifestyle, and um, she'll tell you a little bit about herself, but like you can really tell this is a lifestyle for her. Her. It's not just a job or a career. Um, so anyways, we will get right into it. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you, you guys. So excited yeah. to be here and uh, see all of us in, well, except for me, um, in street clothes other than but, workout clothes. But these are your work clothes. These are my work clothes, see? yes. These are our work clothes. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. But great to see you guys. And thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So tell us, like, um, like we probably know some, but we actually don't probably know all because I've never sat down. So, what's your what's your background and just in fitness and how you got started and all that? Yeah, awesome. Thanks for asking. Um, really, fitness started for me as uh, I kind of tumbled out of the womb. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> since you just had a baby, um, I really was involved in sports and activities since I was about four. Starting with gymnastics, and uh, you know, both of my parents are very active, and my dad was very athletic. So, started with gymnastics, AYSO, soccer, baseball, etc. Um, I really started lifting weights when I was a about 16 and that was something wow. that my dad had inspired me my dad was a police officer he used to take us on the weekends over to um the police station where they actually had a gym and we would literally sit on the floor and watch my dad work out and uh, i was yeah i was very inspired by it like wow I, I you know i don't know what it was it just triggered something in me that i wanted to learn um asked my dad to write me a workout i did one in our garage a home gym that he had for us and then it just kind of evolved from there my mom actually got me a gym membership um when I graduated high school, so early 90s, um, at Family Fitness, which no longer exists. It's 24-hour fitness. And I've retained that actual membership that long. So I'm somebody that pays, you know, $49 a year for a gym membership what? at 220. So when people hear this, they're like, wait, what? How do we're I like, get that deal? Bullshit, man. So if you do the math, I actually just had a birthday. And I think it's relevant because I do encompass wellness to let people know. It's not like, you know, age defines you. Age is a number. But, you know, we should all walk around proudly of how we take care of ourselves. So I just turned 44. So if you do the math, you know, I've been lifting weights and working out consistently for about 28 years. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of the start of it. Um, You know, I'm going to let you fire away with more questions and I'll kind of dive more into that history, whatever you want to know more about as far as the fitness journey, because it's really kind of evolved from there. 28 years. 28 years. Yeah. And you've done like fitness competitions. Uh, Yeah. That's that's a chapter that we could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That chapter. um, So really, I worked out recreationally, right? I didn't work out for anything specific. I played sports, but I worked out because it made me feel good. Yeah. Not to look good. That's a different scenario than what a lot of people do nowadays. I worked out because I wanted to like feel mentally? better. mentally? Yes. For stress. More mental. Oh, yeah. physical. You know, when I was a... I mean, my parents got a divorce when I was very young. 
Um, as a teenager, you're trying to navigate normal teenage, you know, stuff, pressure at school. Yep. You're playing sports. Um, truly, I didn't fit in. I was a tomboy. Crystal, I know you can relate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I totally did not fit in. So it was kind of like, what could I find that would alleviate some of that stress from peer pressure? And yet I was involved in sports, but yet, you know, guys don't really like tomboys, but I wasn't really interested in guys at that point. So it didn't really matter. I dove into my sports and that really kept me occupied. And I felt better. You know, the stress of life as a teenager, if you look back, I don't think anybody would want to repeat their teenage years. So um, working out became a stress reliever. And then when I started college, it was the same thing. You know, I was paying my way through college. I was working out to alleviate stress and just to feel better. I was inspired about fitness competitions when I was about 19. I did not compete in my first competition until I was 31. Oh, wow. So what happened, right? 12 like, years? Yeah. What's oh. the, what, what happened? Well, what happened is you dive into the working world. You work out for recreation and stress relief, and and you do the do, right, Crystal? You yeah. do the do. You you go out and you do what has to be done. It's not about, hey, you know, I want to go compete in a competition. I didn't know enough information. I didn't have the resources at the time. And quite honestly, it wasn't priority. But I knew in my heart I wanted to compete. So fast forward, um, after corporate job and working, trying to go into the real world to do what everybody else did, I kind of was fidgety and feeling like, this doesn't fit. Something's wrong. Like, I'm working 60 plus hours a week and I'm not taking care of myself. That was the only time in my life that I worked out maybe two days a week. My average is five to six. If not, it could be seven days in a row. It just could be just active lifestyle. And I had to reassess and reevaluate some things. So I actually quit my corporate job in 2005. Wow. Totally jumped ship from my corporate job. Gave my notice, left, walked away from a full paycheck, bonuses. And, you know, I had worked at Home Depot. So, yes, I rocked the orange apron. It was kind of cool. <laughs> um, yep, we know that. And walking away from that, you know, catapulted something in me that says, I better do something with this. Now, I was already training some people on the side, technically moonlighting, right? You know, you're working your corporate yep. job you're training people on the side and before you know it you're working 15 plus hours a day and it's like well where is their time to sleep and um, when I made that decision I thought well I'm diving into fitness I might as well go to the next level I worked for a small studio and the husband and wife owner they had done a couple of competitions they saw that fire in my eyes that I wanted to do it and they knew that they just had to lay the tracks for me and show me what to do and from that point I did my first competition in 2006 I went uh, on the amateur circuit I went pro in 2000 2008, so two wow. years later, um, and I have competed in over 17 shows. Wow! Wow! Damn. Yeah, that's and, a lot of shows. I, didn't, I, I didn't know that. Had no idea you did I didn't 17. know that. Yeah. That's wow. cool. That's 17 shows, yeah. and it's like a whole nother. And how? What t- period, time period? 17 shows. What? Um, in about nine years. Wow! Mm-hmm. So that's like. Yeah. My average was two a year. Um, There was a couple years I did three. And, uh, you know, there was also just some... Does that mean you didn't eat for nine years? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you have to eat a lot. Yeah. Crystal kind of has a little taste of it. I I did one, but it's it's a whole nother level of... um, You did complete one, right? Yeah. What year was that for you? Oh, boy. I was 19, so that was like 2003 or 4. Yeah, Yeah. you're old now. I am. (laughs) Like We're all thrown out our age here, but um, yeah. So you, I think Crystal, you were saying what's involved in that, or yeah. Kenny, was that what you were asking about not eating? So there's, let's do like the MythBuster here. Let's like kind of you know crack the code on that. If anything, it's a it's a job. It's it's a it requirement. Is. It's like, hey, I'm going to take this on. So you really do have to be a place in your life that you can say I'm committed to doing this in addition to whatever your other yeah. Like if you're like, hey, are. I got to work nine to five. 
like if you're working nine to five, like those people probably because you have to train so much, it's like after work, it's just the second job. But much. it's like prepping or, your meals. But, yeah. but no, but I'm saying yeah. it's like when you go home, you're prepping for the next day or the week. Oh, or, totally. It's, just, it's nonstop. So it's if just, you quantified it, I would almost say it's like a 25 hour a week. Now yeah. you don't work out 25 hours a week, no. but the, the time frame that's required for you to um, lay out the tracks for the week of what you need to do for your workouts, both your strength training and your cardio, what you need to do for your food prep, your grocery shopping, and and really kind of quantifying that I would say it takes about 25 hours a week on top of your normal life and it does require yeah. you to eat very regiment um, very specific all your food for me when I was competing was measured and weighed and I had to cook it I would not I mean yeah. the, you got to imagine the first couple of competitions when you're unfamiliar with it I would not eat out I have I, wow. I literally turned down invites places I did not go out with friends and I never had the FOMO fully committed oh yeah I never had the FOMOs. I'm not somebody of that nature. And because once I commit to something, it's just lockdown. It's like your sights are set and you're going to do it. And it is a full on commitment. If you really want to get, you know, uh, basically the best results. You know, and then I learned through doing a few shows where I could flex, where I could actually, hey, yeah, I can go out to dinner and I can make a different selection and I can still be in alignment with my goals for my competition prep. Um, and yeah, it's just very dialed in. If anything, you eat a lot more. So by not competing in the last four years, um, I probably eat a little bit less than I used to. I don't lift as heavy of weights, um, but I am still very committed to my routine. And, you know, I've thought of someday stepping on stage, just kind of something to, you know, really speak to women. In, um, and say, hey, I'm in my mid 40s and you can do this. And it's a mindset because so much we focus on what we think our body can do, but it's all in here. It's what's happening in between your totally. two ears. Yeah. It's like, what is going on in between those two ears? And Crystal knows that, you know, a lot of the work I'm doing now, kind of the springboard, what we're going to talk about what's next is health coaching and that accountability. Yeah, and really- so what, 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 what is next? What's your focus on your business right now? Like 2000, well, we're in the, in the 2018, 2019, right. what's your focus going to next year? Right. Uh, well, for the last decade, my focus has really been on one-on-one training, group training, personal training was primary. Um, nutrition was secondary. If you, if you were to kind of tear it out mm-hmm. um, and like whole wellness and coaching was kind of, you know, the third piece. Um, but I realized through all my years of experience that one can't survive without the other. So I almost yep. don't want to train people if I'm not going to sit down and do their nutrition with them because I feel like they're almost spinning their wheels. You know, they're, they're like a truck stuck in the mud, like they're not going anywhere. So right. if I can, um, infuse some nutrition, even at the basic level for them and give them the tools that they need so they can start to see the results in the gym, then it's a win-win for everyone. The wellness coaching or the health Health coaching or going into corporates, um, you know, companies and really talking to the masses and say, what are you doing outside of these four walls to take care of yourself? What is it that you're not doing? And or what is it that you are doing and really instruct them and give them guidance to say what you do and what you don't do matters. Yeah. And that means, you know, how much water a day you drink. We all have our water on the table. Um, You know, how much water you drink or don't drink will affect you. How much sleep you're getting will affect you. Um, How much alcohol you drink. And it's not, oh, I can't ever touch a drop of alcohol or I can't ever eat that. It's really about finding that moderation and lifestyle. So I really think through all these years, not everybody wants to come to the gym um, and have a trainer. Some people are very um, good at working out on their own. Um, maybe in the comfort of their own home or after hours when, you know, a trainer might not be available. I had whittled my hours down over the years that I didn't want to just 
impact the people that were able to come to me. I want to impact people on a greater level. I want to broadcast farther. So it really is taking on lifestyle coaching. And what does that encompass? That encompasses really doing a discovery session, for a lack of a better word, a consultation, a one-on-one to find out, to say, hey, these are the services I offer. Let me hear a little bit more about you, your lifestyle, and your goals. Let's see if we're a good fit because, you know, where I might have an opportunity to, you know, a space available to coach you and work with you I might not be your cup of tea right and hey quite honestly you might not be my cup of tea and um, I think in all fairness people deserve that opportunity to make selections that best support them and where they're trying to go and so you know um, I want to be able to work with the people that are ready to take that next step to say hey I want to enlist in a partner to assist me to take my my life and my health and things to the next level I mean it can be a family affair I work with not just do I work with you guys worked with your mom um, I know your uncle and it really it's broadcasted out because because it's encompassed in lifestyle and how we choose to live, you know? Yeah, and that's a good point, too, because, like, my uncle, for example, like, you've done a lot of the kind of, like, talks and things at Orange Theory yes. Fitness where you're not necessarily personal, personally training people, but you're helping them on their journey to being, you know, fitness and nutrition and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because it's instead of looking at it like very single focused or one dimensional, it's really about four dimension. It's, you know, all the TVs out there are 4K and everything. You know, we now have, you know, on Facebook, you can have a 3D photo. Is that right? 3D photo or is it 4D? What is it on Facebook? Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys not know? Three. Monty says three. I know 3D. Okay, so, you know, the advancements in what we're doing. So if we kind of look at how we are, doesn't everybody want life hacks? People want hacks. Like, For how sure. can I maximize my fitness so I can get the maximum results, Crystal? Like, yeah. how as a female can I do this and get my maximum results. Well, I'm always going to kind of pull back to foundation because I'm a big person on foundation. Let's figure out and establish what your baseline is and let's go from there. And then I want to teach them, you know, hey, if you want to operate on a level 10 on a scale for you, one to 10, then let's figure out what the 10 is for you. But let's also, you know, acknowledge that an eight is rocking an eight is 80%, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that it really takes the support of someone that says, hey, this person has the experience. I have the experience, but what if they don't want to duplicate what I do? What if they don't want to do a fitness competition and they somehow believe that they can't work with me because they're not willing to do that? Or that um, if they don't put that same amount of effort, that 25 hours in a week, there's no way that they can actually be physically fit. And that's not true. You know, so I really want to support people like, hey, what's going on behind the scenes for you? Like, hey, let's sit down and talk. Yeah, I get it. You work a job. I get it. You know, you're a single parent, whoever, whatever this person may be. But, you know, hey, let's let's have a let's have a heart to heart. Like I'm not a therapist. So just to clarify, I mean, I am a certified personal trainer, certified you nutritionist. Gotta, you got to break it down, though. You got to oh, break it yeah. down. And actually, Chris and I were talking about this, like this for 2019. Like my big thing isn't just like goals because everybody just sets goals. and They never hit them. My thing is more like what we said is um, your habits, habits, habits. So are what huge. you're looking at is going is, you know, it's everybody's like, how do you get up early? This? And I'm like, it starts with a habit, a habit at night. Have it in the morning, and that equals I can get my ass up early and go to the gym. Yeah, because you and I know because we both get up early and work out. Like if you don't go to bed early and waking up early, it's it's a nightmare. And so if you're just trying to get started and do, it's impossible because for me and you to get up early, it's like it's routine, it's easy. But for somebody, it's like so I got to get up at four thirty or five, and I've been yeah. getting up at seven for the last five years. That's really really hard. Oh yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna go for a little bit. And something's going to knock them off, mm-hmm. and then that's they're going to get that back to the habit. So, um, let me ask you this, um, and then we'll do some like kind of rapid fire questions, like I think yeah. a lot of people have. What is um, 
what's like your daily routine? Like so you're people, not competing right now. You're, 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 you're not, not, you're not competing, right? Um, you've been doing this for 20 years. You're not competing. You're super healthy the way you eat, the way you work out. Obviously, I know you're just sick. So it's like, like obviously, you're human. So sometimes totally. you just can't work out. Um, but what is your daily routine um, from eating to working out? I don't know what you do. Just can you guys describe? Like, yeah, for, totally. If, if we consider Crystal a healthy living human being, which we do. Yeah, so. yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah. for your belief in yeah. me. Well, yeah. you guys both know with working with me, just to I'll answer that question, but to piggyback what you were saying about 2019, you guys know that like I am all heart, right? So athlete is not just physical. Athlete is like yeah. what in your heart? What is Absolutely. it that sets you on fire? And what sets me on fire is making an impact and a difference in people's lives so they can actually participate in their everyday life as well as perform at a higher level, you know? that's really what it is and so just to really you know get behind the scenes with them what do you do from morning to night and talk about all the stuff the ugly stuff that they don't want to talk about if their if their habit is that they naturally come home and drink a glass of wine or crack open a beer let's just say and be honest yeah totally you know and if they don't want to talk about it but they always do they want to say like hey i have this habit and i really like to change it so to talk about my habits it's it's something that you know when you um when you start to create habits, they, they sink in, you know, and then they just become integrated into part of you. You know, they're almost just like this infiltration of like, this is how I exist. So for me, even though I'm not competing, I still food prep. I still take food with me everywhere I go. Life happens, holidays happen, sickness happens. Now. Yeah, exactly. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I get up anywhere between four, four thirty in the morning Mm -hmm. and, you know, the day starts like the feet hit the ground and, you know, I do some stretches, you know, get up, brush my teeth. I shower for the day. You know, I always listen to some kind of shower before, huh? Yeah. I always listen to some kind of podcast or a sermon in the morning. I will read a Bible verse like there's a process. You know, I like to sit down and journal. It might only be five minutes. Now, I would love to have more time in the morning to spend that time because a lot of my creative juices flow early early in the morning when it's just quiet outside, but I don't always have a, a big time block. You know, that time block is maybe about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I, I refuse to get up at like 3 a.m. So, you know, 4, 4.30 is good, but everything is kind of, the tone has been set. The clothes are laid out the night before. I mean, it's almost like infantile. You guys have a child at home and you understand it's like setting the clothes out the night before, having the food ready in the refrigerator, grabbing it and putting it in the cooler that I'm going to take with me for the day. I get myself ready before I go to work with clients. I don't roll in and like hair on top of my head and like here I am now if my clients roll in that way that's cool that might be how their morning routine starts that they come to the gym first then they go home then they shower and they get ready but I'm going to get myself up and get myself ready for the day so I am totally alert totally focused totally there to take care of you so you're waking up so you wake up you're getting a shower you're getting a little bit of you time, whether it's podcast, yeah. prayer, just motivate, whatever, yeah. meditation, meditation time, yeah, exactly. right? just, just a quiet time, cup of coffee, cup of coffee. You've already prepped your food, so you're not running around. No. So when you walk out the door, you feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like basically as about as ready as I can for the day. Let's go. Totally. And you're not feeling like you're running around, scramble late, like all stressed out of your mind. No. Bed is made. Everything like when you leave the house, when you come home, I want when I come home to walk in as if like... A housekeeper was just there and like, or when you stay in a hotel, your bed is turned down. Like everything is done before I walk out the door and my day is set. I take workout. How long have you been doing this for? Oh gosh. Is that a trick question? Um, (laughs) uh, As long as I can remember. 
So at least 10 years. Yeah. From when I left Home Depot in 2005, this regimen of getting up at this time and doing this has been set for that long. We're in 2018, so yeah, yeah, it's about 13 years, I'd say. For that particular schedule, um, you know, exactly like that. Prior to that, there was some adjusting of when I could go work out because I wasn't training clients at that time. It was more important to get my workout in Mm -hmm. after my 60 hours a week at work, Mm -hmm. which meant there was times I went to the gym at 4 a.m., there was times I went to the gym at 6 p.m. And there was times I went to the gym at lunchtime. Just still committed. Yeah. I just kept trying to find what worked for me. Okay. So, yeah, the routine is set that throughout the day, Kenny, I don't ever feel stressed about I don't have something with me. Or, you know, let's just say someone comes up with an excuse that like, oh, I forgot my workout clothes or I forgot my left shoe. I'm like, well, how did you forget your left shoe? Didn't you have it in the gym bag and set and yeah. by the door and so, in your car? So you hear this. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, you know, oh my gosh. It comes back to the habit because I I'm human. I'm general. like spitting out my water yeah. all over yeah, myself laughing. Funny. It's like, great. Awesome. In general are, are like we we make excuses to do something that we don't want to do. We do. We make excuses. Or or the somebody that grabs two right shoes, right. you know, like I mean so there, and, and I try, I honestly feel like I'm lenient with people, but I always come back to the habits and say, if you want to make those changes, you have to understand you and only you have to be ultimately responsible for these things. I can't go into your home and do them for you. I can't go prep your food. I mean, you can have food prep companies, but yet ultimately you still have to eat it. Right. So there, there's certain things that I think if so you are give, you prepping daily or I usually prep twice a week. Okay. So when do you, what day, when, when Wednesdays and Sundays. So Sundays is your big prep day. So you're prepping for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Exactly. And Wednesday night you're prepping for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, or whatever. Or, th- or, or some, yeah, the weekend, so it's different. Yep. Okay. I, and I like to just block it out like that because I like my food fresher, honestly. So so I know then your day you go work, you have your clients, you work out and all that. And then so how – because I'm, I'm like – more like with people better, you know, fit or just entrepreneurs that I've been, I mean, we talk a lot of yeah. podcasting. It's like they have a crazy morning routine and then they have the night routine. Cause obviously for to get up at four o'clock or four thirty, like you go home, you get to bed at a good time because rest and sleep is huge for you. So like, What's the what's the nighttime look like? Oh, yeah. What time like you usually get home and how does that all look? I finish with clients um, most days by you know eleven a.m. Sometimes okay. I can go a little later to like eleven thirty or twelve, and then that time clicks over for me to actually sit down and eat a fork and knife meal because the morning meals are a shake on the go, a protein pancake. It's you know it's things on the go. Protein pancake, yeah. I, I made it, I made it once. Yeah, I have a recipe. Yeah, I yeah. love yeah. them. I love them, um, and they're awesome because you just you know on the go in the car or whatever, and and that's easy. But uh, an actual fork and knife meal, I sit down when I'm done with my clients. I'll eat. I'll let that food settle. That's time for me to run a few errands. That's time for me to navigate. Yes, I drive to another gym. I work in a gym and I drive to another gym because it's a downtime for me. It's time for me to get away from my work environment, go in. I do my own workout and my lifting and I time block out. So I give myself about two hours. That gives me time to change and to do my workout. I leave there. I go to my home office. I'll attend to emails and messages and update people's plans, whatever it is. And if I have any coaching clients on that day, which going into 2019, it's just going to be time blocked out to have coaching clients on only very specific days mm-hmm. so I, they can get my undivided attention as well. Um, but it might be a client or two. It might be a consult on the phone. So it's a couple hours of administrative work. And uh, then, you know, I eat dinner. And then after that, it's like shutdown time. No, I don't watch TV. Um, it's very rare if I watch TV. So it's reading material or, you know, a, the bad habit that I might have is being at the computer a little bit too long. Okay. Um, but I'm always in bed by 9, 930 at the latest. 
And I like to be winding down by like 8.30. And some simple wind down things might be drinking like a cup of hot tea. There's things that you signal to your body and say, hey, it's time to slow down and go to bed. Sometimes even taking a hot shower at night or a hot bath signals to the body. There's so, yeah, yeah, there's so much that's going on with the body that's so much more than meets the eye. If people understand that if they're running themselves ragged, their body follows suit. Their cortisol increases. They can't lose the weight. They wonder why they have the belly fat. And it's just they're constantly... I mean, they're chasing themselves. They're running in a circle. But if they were a little bit more organized, a little bit more structured. So, for example, someone that I'm going to interview to do health coaching with me, because we'll call it that, I'm going to ask them all these questions on paper. All of their questions of what they're doing day to day. And when we actually are face to face or on the phone, I come through it. Yeah. And I ask them, cool. you know, how committed are you to making some adjustments? And are you open to some suggestions that I might have that could help you improve in that area? So let me ask you this. If you're a guy or girl mm-hmm. um, and you want to lose, I don't care if it's 10 to 20 pounds um, and you're struggling, right? You're working on your own and you, you think you're eating health, whatever. You, you, you have this routine that's just, just not – you're not moving the needle. What do you, what do you think that person's missing? Like what, what is the common thing that you see? Well, I always do an evaluation with them. I always say, you know, let's take a look at what you're doing on the daily. You know, what are you eating? What are you drinking? And be honest with me. And I show them nine times out of ten to answer your question is that they're under eating. Mm-hmm. Under eating. And then the quality of the food they're eating is huge. Can you explain more under eating and quality? Like just sure. Under eating is, you know, they're not taking the time to adequately nourish their body. Okay. The body requires nourishment. And nourishment is fuel. Okay, so if we want to put it in terminology of a car, if you go out to the parking lot or go out to your driveway at your house and if your car has four flat tires, it's not going anywhere. If you didn't put any gas in it, you know, it's not going anywhere. So the body's kind of the same, but the body is actually very resilient and it will continue to go. So the body can essentially survive, so to speak, on fast food for a period of time until the body starts to rebel against you and you start to notice physical changes as well as brain fog and many of these things. Because if you were to ask me, would a certain fast food restaurant, you could name any one of them, would I classify that as food? I would say absolutely not. I would say that's not food at all. Like, I don't even know what category it goes in. But that's the stickler in me as far as nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) So if you take nutrition and you look at the macronutrients and what they are is your protein, carbs, and fats, and you really look at how much each person needs, this is where it takes someone like me as a nutritionist to say, okay, let's do a full evaluation of you. Let's let's be rigorously honest here and let me show you that, you know, your Ho-Hos and your Twinkies and your Frappuccino, you You might be eating, let's just say it's 1,500 calories, and yet you understand that you should probably eat about 1,500 calories a day. So it sounds like it's just like mainly 90% is just the diet. Oh, yeah. And if they're like, well, I'm eating this, this, and you just start going, well... This, this, and that is just completely adding up, and it's just you're just not moved. That's it's just, it's really comes down to diet. And the, yes, and the other component of where you know I want to say that the value I add to people's lives could separate me from someone else that might just be a trainer or a nutritionist is that I actually want to educate them, and I want to see if they're receptive, and that's part of the interview and process of who I work with. Are you receptive and open? Are you coachable to the information I have that could potentially change this for you? And so yes, looking at their food, you know, um, most people don't. 
balance a checkbook anymore because if we're talking to an audience that's under a certain age, but our food's kind of the same way. The body has an accountability, like a net spreadsheet. It has an accountability factor to it that if your body does not get what it needs, it will do its best to adjust and to try to protect you. So as much as people don't want to understand that body fat in our midsection is unsightly, it's it's something that people don't love and don't like, it's actually designed to protect you. So it's designed by, you know, basically to protect us because without it, our internal organs are in danger because they're not getting what they need. So nutrition is instrumental. Without nutrition, you can work out seven days a week and your body will change slightly, meaning your inches will change, but your body composition will not change. And that gets a little sciencey. So we might have to do like a part two yeah, podcast yeah, of yeah, yeah. science because once you get me talking, you're not going to be able to shut me up. Yeah. And, um, you know, hey, I'll get the whiteboard. I'll do some yeah. diagrams no, we'll, we'll um, yeah, like sure. I do with Orange Theory Fitnesses. So, and So do you cheat? Do you have a cheat day? Um, I do. What yeah. Do you, so what's a cheat day for you? Pizza or Mexican food. Okay. And it's not even a cheat day. It's a, it's a meal. It's like, you know, I feel like I want that. And I'll go have it. I never restrict myself. Mm, two, three times a month. I was like, a month? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Not two, three times a week? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so I want to ask some rapid fire questions. Perfect. Let's go for be, it. It'll be good. Give me an espresso shot and I'll just fire oh, back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, answer quick as you can. Perfect. Because if you only had 30 minutes to work out, what would you do? Um, I would do a 30-minute circuit, compound exercises that's combined two, three exercises in one. A squat with a press of dumbbells overhead, a burpee, anything that you could do. But I would do it more strength-focused with a little bit of cardio built in. So you would do that routine like these five exercises five times? Yep, totally. just call it a day? As quick as you could. Set a timer 30 minutes in and out. Yep. Um, All of these different diets out there, (laughs) there's tons of them, right? In your opinion, do you think they... Do you think they work, they don't work, or do you think it's like, just like, do you think they work? Temporarily, not long-term. If you want sustainable, you come back to foundation, you come back to baseline, you get educated, even if it's at elementary level, and you understand what you need to do, and you go from there, which means you can, I'm a hybrid theory, so I believe in certain things, higher fats, which people would say that might follow keto or things like that, but I'm also not about eliminating carbs. So I think that people need to fine-tune and find what works for them and extract things from different concepts that are out there. There's a lot of concepts. It's hard. We're not robots, so it's not like you can stick to something like that. A lot of those diets are really unrealistic. Yeah. So is it, would you say that it's better to work out in the morning or the evening or does it matter? I would say morning because people's routines and their habits take over and life happens. So if you get your workout done first thing in the morning, you're going to feel better. It's going to elevate, you know, all of your endorphins. It's going to keep your mind clear, keep you focused and boom, it's better. If you put it off till the end of the day, you're going to notice a difference and you're going to prefer the morning, even though it's harder to get going. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I agree. Um, Stretching. Is it better to do it before or after your workout? After. You want blood flow. You want to be moving around. Even if it's just a light little warm-up, you know, five, seven minutes of something, and then you can go into stretch. If you just try to stretch when you're not warm, um, muscles, you know, they, they could be like beef jerky. Yeah. You know? Yep. How important is it to have proper form? 
uh, it's it's very important. You have to have proper form. Form first. Form is what helps create the function. So without form, you're, you can be missing the boat. You can be working out wrong for years and never really get the full results. That's the biggest thing I see, like, with workout classes and, like, people working out on their own, too. Mm. It's like, a lot of times, like, there's nobody there. Well, they get to, like, an end of a class, you yeah. know, or workout, and or the form is just breaking down. Yep. Like, I don't know why I got hurt. I'm like, well, you're so tired trying to do these things, and it's just... I, that's where injuries are caused. Oh, totally. To and it's an example like ABCs. How do you spell or speak words if you don't know your basic alphabet? Right. So, you know, basically the, the form of exercise is kind of like that. What do you think people are missing in their uh, daily routine? Like one of the most important things when it comes to fitness. Hmm... Um, I think they're missing the support in the belief system for themselves. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could leave us with one piece of advice, one or two pieces of advice after working out 28 years, what would you say? I would definitely say um, consistency is key. And uh, basically never never stop. I mean, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be deaths. There's going to be life. There's going to be Sick. you know sickness. Know. There's going to be things. There's going to be travel. Don't ever give up on yourself. Know that you are important and that your body is designed to be in motion and that any activity that you instill into it is going to make a difference long term and you know it's like don't ever give up even if you have a small setback an injury or a sickness just pick right back up and go because you might not love exercise but your body will and then what's um next for crystal i know we talked about being your business but what's kind of then what what do you what's in the next year what do you see happening in your life yeah, more definitely more consulting, more health coaching, um, and uh, you know, really streamlining that process to only work with a handful of people so they get my undivided attention, and um, you know, that's why I'm like kind of hanging up the the trainer hat. I'm only going to work with a few exclusive clients that uh, will be time blocked out into certain days, but it's just it's just time to take it to that next level. I think that the hands on in the gym and working with clients was instrumental to allow me to be able to even coach somebody not being in front of them. Right. Okay. You know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll definitely have to do um, more stuff here because there's a lot to talk about in fitness and health, especially with the eating. I'd be more fascinated to go into like a, a, a diet, like a, the whole diet. Yep. What a what a, sure. a week or a whole month looks like. I could show you guys a whole another. Oh, totally. Topic. I could show you I, how to do a nutrition analysis, and is you know that's what's really you know will I mean, you're open people two to three times a month. Shit. Yeah. That's It'll crazy. open. <laughs> just saying. You know, I'm just saying it is because it's hard not to. I mean, it's hard, you know, but it's... Well, and, and it, so we'll cut that and say part two when we talk about nutrition, but when people understand when they get their nutrition properly aligned for them, the way that the nutrition, the quality of the food and the bioavailability of the food makes a difference, which means your cravings get squashed when your body gets what it needs. And I'll leave it at that because I think that's really important that that will lead into us to have a nutrition conversation and what comes after that. Because when you don't crave things, then I'm not feeling like, oh, I have to have that. And many times people feel that they, they blow their whole day on a I cheap meal because they, it, it snowballs into, yes. And the, I could show the, the you guys cravings. how to change your cravings. You change your habit, you change your cravings. We'll leave it at that. Yes. Woo! That's, that's yes. awesome. So if people um, want to find you, yes. um, where can they do that? Yeah, go to my website, um, crystallowry.com, and it's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-L-O-W-E-R-Y. Um, I'm also on Facebook, so you can friend me on Facebook. 
Facebook and feel free to just shoot me a message to say, hey, I sent you a friend request and uh, then we can connect there. Um, so website and phone number. I mean, phone number is attached to the yeah. business, 619-922-1990. And I would love to talk to anyone. I do free consultations, free evaluations, and then we can kind of look together um, what's the next step for each person. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks so much, in. you guys. Okay. Yeah. Happy cool. Friday. Yeah. 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 This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.